0: Welcome to the PassiveIncomeTeacher.com podcast. This is episode number three. My name is Jeff, and I'm going to continue on with the developing your idea and testing your idea uh, series that I've started. I've determined that that's the route I'm going to go, at least for the next several podcasts. So today we're going to talk about creating a minimal product, something that you can get out and test your idea really quickly with. So the first thing you want to do in creating a product is you want to choose one problem or pain point to focus on. You don't want to be all across the board. You don't want to try to put a lot of different things, test a lot of different problems. Because what will happen is that you it will be harder to narrow in on what you're actually solving by having multiple problems presented to the, the user. And it won't make you, your test won't be as efficient. So if you focus in on, on one problem... You can really get it out faster, for one. And then, two, you can really determine whether that is a specific problem that the uh, users you're trying to reach have and that they're willing to pay for. So you have two goals in mind. We have two goals in mind when we're creating this minimal product. First, we're trying to find the correct audience with it. So you're going to create something, you're going to put it out there, and you, you may... Try in a few places and actually figure out only one of those places is where the audience is actually at that they, they even engage with the product. I've seen that many times with stuff that I've done where I think a particular forum or site is a place where the audience is going to be at. I put material out and nobody responds to it. And then I move on to a different place and put it out there, and there's there's interest there. So one of the reasons for doing this really fast. ...is so that we can get some stuff out... ...so that you can get some stuff out... ...on a site that, that you believe the audience is at... ...and figure out if, they, if, there's, if they're even there. Or if, you, if you're not doing it through a site... ...you're going to do it through... ...you know, going out and... ...engaging the audience... In ...a one-to-one... ...you know, maybe you know... ...you do something that deals with startups... ...so you do, do something that deals with... ...the pest control industry... ...and you're going to go out and... ...and find that what you believe is the audience this gives you something to get out in front of them quickly with to determine if that is your audience. Then what we're trying to do is we're trying to validate that there's a need or want for the particular product that that you're, uh, the problem that you're trying to solve by finding paying customers or at least getting signups. Now the signups won't validate that there are buyers, but it will give you a group to target to develop a relationship with and start conversations to eventually move towards validating with purchases. Sometimes this is, is better, but the problem that, that you have to be weary of or careful of is that the buyers can try to lead you down a path that they want to go in because they have, you know, if, if they're involved in the industry, they have ideas and things that they would like to do or that they think that they would like to do, and so they'll start trying to project that onto you. And then you may start to to waver in what you're trying to test. You may start to say, "Well, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe I should just change." But but what you do, if you do that, you fail to to test the hypothesis that you have. So you have to go out with the with the mindset that you're trying to test a particular problem and solution that that that, that you believe the market has, and not be swayed. These different ideas that they have Now you can take into account those ideas And you may come up with some products for those ideas But you don't want that to sway this test that you're doing now You want to come forth with a product With an idea and a test A solution and test that So don't let the audience sway you into different things Without first testing what, what you believe to be the problem and what you want to do is you want to get it out as fast and as cheap as possible. So you're focusing on on getting the thing done, on on getting something out there, and not on design or feature-rich product. You're not trying to necessarily make something beautiful. I mean, you don't want to make something that somebody looks at and and, and says, "Oh, well, this is not even you know, it's you know, it, it looks so bad, nobody will even, will even look at it." But you don't have to go out and hire a graphic designer. You don't have to have great images and typesetting and all this stuff. you know, just put out something quick is the key here. really quick. That's one of the problems that you will see with and you may have already I know I've had when when someone is trying to to bring an idea to market. They want to they develop it out. I see it a lot of the people that I talk to, you know, they come to me and they say, well, I have this idea. I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And I'll say, well, look, get out there and, and test it. Look, just just take this one thing, build build this, get it out there. You can have it out there by the end of today or by tomorrow. You know, some things aren't that fast, but many things are. And they go, well, 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 wait a minute. I need to put up this site and create all these things. I need to... I'm a programmer, so I deal with. I know a lot of coders, and they they want to code everything. They don't want to use like plug and play stuff. and And I tell them is that, I again, I was the same way. I wanted to code everything. I wanted to write everything from scratch. I wanted to, you know, this is an art form and stuff. But whatever it is that you do, you don't need. You don't need to be artful right now. What we need to be is is take find a set of tools, find a set of things that we can use. And We're going to talk about that in a minute. And we can get stuff up really quick. We can get it out there and we can test. Whether there's a there's there's a market. That's what we're trying to do at this point in time. We're not trying to test whether everybody is going to respond to what we're doing. We're not trying to get a whole boatload of people on board. We're just we're trying to find a few early adopters that 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 have a problem that are looking for a solution, or maybe have already got a solution, but it's not solving their full problem, or it's not cost effective, or they're doing it themselves and they want to alleviate themselves of doing it them themselves and have someone else do it for them we're trying to that's what we're trying to narrow in on right now and we just we want to find a few of those so we need to do it really fast and and the other problem is we may find that the particular solution we have isn't isn't what the market needs or wants or will pay for and that's generally going to be the case the first thing that we start out with is not exactly what it's going to end up being in the end you know, a lot of times what it is becomes that pivot. It becomes that, you know, we're moving with this, this direction with the product, but the audience just won't buy it this way. Or through enough contact with people, we realize that, yeah, there is a problem here, but the solution is a little bit different than what we think. So we want to be able to find that out quick. And that's going to come through getting the product out really quick. I want to share some different ideas. Again, the stuff that, that I'm dealing with here mostly is is dealing with digital products, online stuff. But this can be applied to to real products, to you know, to selling any kind of merchandise. We, we can we can use this the same idea. And so, in a lot of some of these things that I'm going to talk about, but when, when I say that, I don't mean to say that I'm, I'm trying to alienate those that that are that are wanting to do. Um, consumer product, you know, consumables or some kind of tangible product because I've dealt in that market for a long time as well. I'm just saying that some of the stuff here may only be for, some of the stuff I'm going to talk about here, some of the resources when that may only be for creating digital products. But a lot of the techniques and all will still apply to anyone doing, whether you're doing digital or tangible products. So if you're thinking about doing an information product, to, to teach, to train, and, and that kind of thing. Then, you, for, your, for your initial product, for your test product, you may want to start with an with an ebook, a video, a video series, or or an audio. And you're not trying to, again, you're not trying to answer all the the. You're not trying to give all the solutions to. Even when you identify one particular problem, you're not trying to give all the solutions that are to that problem. In this test, you're trying to give a solution. It may be more than one solution, but you, you, we're not trying to get all encompassing on everything that there is to do. Being really elaborate, we're trying to create a small, simple product that that answers the the problem that, that the audience has. So, you know, if you create an ebook, you you can use what I use or recommend you use to do it really quick and cheap is OpenOffice. Or, if you already have Microsoft Word or Microsoft, um, there's another works, I believe, they have installed um, initially from a lot of the, the companies. When you buy your computer, you can use those, or you can use a Mac equivalent. I, right now, I can't remember what the name of the Mac equivalent is. I haven't been on a Mac in years. But you can use you know anything that's open source or that comes pre-installed with your computer that can generate a PDF file. Because that's that's generally the... The standard way of putting out an ebook is as a PDF file. And Open Office, Microsoft Word, both of those can can do that. Then for your cover, for the cover for this, you can typeset something, you know, just with a, with a colored background and use a font that's already inside the program and typeset it. You can put a little background image on there. You can find some free icons on I use an icon finder. I think it's. I, don't know if it's, I think it's .dot com, but I'm not sure. If you just search Icon Finder in Google, you'll come up with a site that has a bunch of different icons that are. It um, has a bunch of open Creative Commons type stuff that you can use in there, or you can actually do go to Google and search Creative Commons, and there's actually a search engine that's for Creative Commons that comes up as one of the first results there, and you can search Flickr or other sites for some creative commons images that you can put on the cover but again you don't want to spend a lot of time with this you know you, you can you can do some searches like that in a few minutes and actually come up with something to put on the cover you just want to kind of slap something in there if you, you want something to, to kind of you know an image that, that conveys to the audience what it's about so when they see that, that image uh, they see that cover they'll know that you know it's, it's dealing with the subject matter but you don't have to do anything cause you definitely don't want to go out and hire a graphic designer or somebody that's okay. You don't want to sit down and think for hours about a logo. You don't want to sit down and think about the, the design for, you know, 10 minutes tops on this stuff for, for the cover. If you're going to do a video, you can you can use a, either your microphone on... If you're going to do a, like a screencast where you're going to be recording the screen, you can use the microphone on your computer. Or you can get a cheap microphone for $10, $15 at... at any store, Best Buy, Walmart, any of those stores, and that's still that. That's the microphone that I use when I do screencasts. I use a, a fifteen dollar microphone, little headset with a little mic. With a, you want to make sure you have the little um, the little cover that goes over the mic or something that kind of catches the breath a little bit there, so you don't you know you don't hear the breathing and stuff when you're when you're recording. But I use. On a on a PC, I use Cam Studio, It's an open source screencast um, to to record. There's also um, there's paid versions. You know, if you know that you're going to be recording a lot of stuff, you you know you already have uh, Camtasia. Then you can you can use that. There's the company that makes Camtasia also makes a free version called Jing for doing uh, screen captures and screencast. But you can only record five minutes of video with that. So if you're going to record something really short, then you can use that, and it also they have it. It brands the uh, the the jing on the at the beginning of the video, so people will see that. If you use Cam Studio, then there's no branding on the beginning, and it's it's free, um, and you can do a, a video as long as, as you would like. If you are going to record yourself, like your your face, you want to be teaching at like a a blackboard or just sitting in front of the camera, then you can use your phone's camera. A lot of the newer phones now have really good cameras on them. You can have somebody film you or put it on a tripod, tape it to a, to a stick or something like that, and record yourself. You can use um, the, cam, the cam, camcorder function on your regular, if you have a regular digital camera. A lot of those have really good features on them now. Or you can use the webcam on your uh, computer if you have a webcam on your laptop or or one mounted. You can get one for 10 or $15, $20, something like that. You can mount to your computer and film yourself that way. Again, there's really cheap, low-cost ways of doing it. The quality, you're going to get good you know, good enough quality to produce stuff. Because people are not buying the cost. As long as they can understand what you're saying, um, they can see what you're doing. Then they're going to be happy with it. Um, in, in most, in most industries, in most niches, you know, there may be a few out there that, you know, you're going to have to have something. To make sure that it's a little bit better quality. But that's uh, I, right now. I can't think of one where that's going to be the case unless you're selling some kind of really high end product. You know, the um, the content, the value of the content is measured by, you know, how fine grained the imagery is. So. Those are cheap, low-cost ways to do it for the video. Audio, again, cheap mic, 15 bucks. And I use Audacity on the, a Windows system. It's free to download. Um, there is, for both, for, for recording screencast and for doing audio on a Mac, there is a program. I think it's iMovie and I can't remember the one for... for um, Doing the audio that actually comes with that comes with the Mac. That's part of the suite of tools that you get, so you should be able to just get right going with that. Also, for doing, there's one other one other one I forgot about for doing video, or you could actually just do a slideshow, or you could turn a slideshow into video uh, on Windows. You can use the um, the uh, Windows Movie Maker, and um, you can put together a bunch of slides. In there, either um, you know, in, in an image program, or you can do a PowerPoint slide, and that can actually, you know, you can then take that and record audio to it, and that there can become a product as well. So that's another, another uh, cheap way that on a Windows system there's already something there for doing it, and uh, you know, on the Mac and I believe there's also a tool for doing um, for putting it together. So maybe doing the iMovie, I've never used it, so I'm not sure. But There should be a, a a way to do it on there. Mac- Macs are designed, um, we're designed for designers in a lot of ways. So there should be some stuff there. Um, for the for the actual storage of your files, when it, you to put you want to put these files online. Um, if you're um, uh, if you if you're you know you've you've done the audio or the, or the ebook, any of them, you need to put them somewhere. You can if you have a site already. Or you're gonna be putting up a site, and you can store the file there, somewhere on your site. You just don't want to create any links to it on the site outside of you know giving them a link once they sign up or pay pay for the item. Um, if in fact I would say if you're gonna have a, a free item, then you know you can put it on your server. If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna have a paid item, then you're gonna to want to put it somewhere else. And I'll talk about that in just a second. Uh, but if you put it on on your server. Um, like I said, just make sure you don't put any, any external links to it and then deliver the, the, the link through an email, um, preferably through an email, or a thank you page that has like a no index set on it so that the search engines don't index that, that page and it's hard for somebody to, to just happen upon it or find it, the page. Um, if you're going to have a paid item, or if you're gonna be using doing something that's a bigger file, like a a video and possibly even an audio, then you're to, you can there's a you can use Amazon S3, and you get a certain amount of free storage on there before you have to pay, and their stuff is actually an incremental pay. Once you reach that that um, the storage amount or the download amount, I believe it is, then then it'll start charging you and it'll charge you only based on what you use. So this initial thing. You're not going to create anything big enough, so you shouldn't have enough traffic to reach the the default that Amazon gives you for what you're doing now. And if you do, then you've you've done something right uh, and successful. And you're gonna, you know, the minimum amount that they're gonna charge you, you're gonna definitely be able to to afford paying. Being able to afford to pay. Um, the the other solution, and if you know, if you want to have an all encompassing kind of shopping cart, would be to use eJunkie to store your your files and to eJunkie is a, a site that gives you a shopping cart they actually give you an affiliate program if you if you later on if you need that they tie your, your system your, your ta- they tie your files and the, the shopping cart functionality to PayPal and to other payment providers and then they they, they give you a deliverable deliverable um, URLs and these URLs can be limited by time um, for, for sending for giving your customers access to your files and, and then you store the files on their server they have a usually they have a, like a five day trial I don't know if that's, it seems like it's always been running when I've been on there that you can sign up for and, and try it out. Also though if you do some searches for e junkie promotions I've seen a bunch of them out there when I first signed up I, I found one that was for PayPal and it was actually a few years old and it gave me 90 days a of, uh, of free service just for being a PayPal member so try that out um, it's really it, e junkie makes it easy to do and you can do it for free so that would be my recommend recommended way to do it you um, get you get the, you get the, the, the button. You sign up, you fill out a simple form about this is the product, this is the file that I want to upload or the files that I want to upload, um, this is the price, here's my PayPal, you know, you set up a PayPal account, here's my PayPal username, or, uh, and then you say, okay, save, and it generates the code for you for the button, you drop that button on wherever you're going to be advertising on your site, whatever page you're going to put it at, and uh the rest of it's all handled for you. They click, If somebody clicks on it, it's going to bring them to through the process of, of buying the item, delivering the item, and uh, follow-up email. They do have to set up the follow-up email in the, in the eJunkie as well. Um, the alternative to that would be to just set up a PayPal account. You can get buttons from them. You can put your product in there, the price and all that, and then drop a PayPal button. But then you would have to store it somewhere else like S3. Or if you're doing it on your own website, your own server. Then you could just use the PayPal feature. Features that PayPal offers. Um, If you're going to be doing a landing page. And you want to collect emails. Then you can use FeedBurner. Which is free from Google. But FeedBurner, to collect emails, I think... I think the sign. Up, I'm not sure. I, I've never. I've used it in some tests, and I do offer it. Um, and I'll talk about that a little bit on, on the landing page stuff that I do. But I've only used it when I and actually. I actually had a, a website of like a blog or something with an RSS feed. Tied that RSS feed to the feed burner, and then set up collect emails. And what happens is, if you collect emails so there, you can get all the addresses, and then it'll also sign them up. To get um, follow up, any anytime something's published to that RSS feed, it will send out an email to them. I don't know if you can turn that part on or off, but it will allow you to collect emails. And I'm not sure about the exporting of it, but you should this should be able to be a way for you to get those emails out of there and then contact the people um, who are on that list. The one thing is, if you do use that method, and then you want to move to like an email provider. An email list provider for management and stuff, most a lot of the providers don't allow you to import a list directly without having the list opt in when when you come over to their service. So you know it's difficult to then take that list and put it into a service if you want to you know move over to a service and start using their, the different features that they have later on. Um, the next option, and it's free, would be to use something like MailChimp. MailChimp will give you a free account up to like... You can have like 2,000, I think, subscribers on it and send up to like 6,000 emails or something like that per month. Um, but you won't you won't get auto-responders. So if you decide that you want to do some kind of auto-response um, series and auto-response is basically when they sign up, it puts them into a into a queue and it starts sending out different emails to them Automatically, without you having to touch it once you set it up once you have you have to manually send out messages messages to that list. Same thing with if you were were collecting just collecting emails outside of a um, a list program. Now you can get a a sign up for an account with Mailchimp. That's a paid account that you can then take that list that you already have and start and set it up for autoresponders later. Um, Personally, I had a Mailchimp account. I moved away from it. A lot of some people use it, um, you know, and and like it. If you're selling things, you may not want to use them. And I, I'm not saying don't use them, but there's, there's you know a lot of people that have used them and they've shut down their account. That's what happened with me. They shut down my account. Um, I I wasn't even selling anything. Um, I only had I had about 30 subscribers at the time when I when I when I was using it, and I sent out. A blog post, a link to a blog post that I written about. Um, it's on my blog now. Twenty-seven bloggers to follow if you want to be self-employed. They flagged me. They sent me a thing saying that I can no longer send anything, any more emails that I make or try to contact them, and they, you know they, they might they might turn it around. I don't know. It was it was really confusing to me, and it just was really bothersome to me. And I just didn't have the time to fool with it. You know, and at this stage, you know you don't want to. You know have this list and you and you set up things and then all of a sudden they go, Well, wait a minute, you can't send anymore and now you got to go deal with them and fight with this while you're really trying to develop your product and not you know do all this management stuff with with a company that's something you really shouldn't have to deal with but you may want to try them they're free that's up to you 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 i I will say that I was able to download my list one when, when they when they 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 blocked me from sending my emails I was able to go into the account export the list, you know, and, and get those emails, so they didn't stay in all the information. It was a spreadsheet with all the different information that was collected when when, when people signed up, so they, they didn't, like, just totally block me from getting into my account and, you know, and confiscate all my email addresses or anything like that, so I, I'm not trying to make them out to be evil. I'm just saying the experience that I had, and I know some others have had, when um, they don't like... Some of the words that you may use in your email or in your, your 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 um your headlines for your email, your subject matters, and I understand they, they have a certain you know group that they're they're trying to target, and that they want to make sure that the emails get out, and that's their way of doing it. So, the service that I do use right now is Aweber. Aweber has, um, has a really good interface. Yeah, it's a it's a paid account. They don't have any free accounts. They do have a trial that you can sign up. Usually running for like a dollar for the first month, and then you can cancel if you don't want it, or it rolls over to at, at the time of this recording it was nineteen dollars. It may go up, but you, you get those autoresponders. You get a bunch of templates. You get um, you, know, you can create as many lists as you like in there. Um, the, the one the one thing that I don't like about it is I can't you can't move somebody from list to list. Um, unless they they have to subscribe to the new list, and then you can it can have an auto thing that removes them from the other list, or you can just leave them on that list. But that that part of the management I don't like. But the rest of it is a you know it's a really good been a really good program. It's easy to use, and it's not that expensive. So if you are looking you know for something that's paid, and you're thinking about paying, I would recommend Aweber. I do have a link on the website on the resource page for Aweber. That you can click on and um, go over there. Um, and I, will, I actually will get an affiliate commission for that. If you want, if not, you can just go directly to their site. Um, also, there are if you're using WordPress or some of the other CMS softwares that are out there. Like Drupal or Joomla or these other ones. There, there are plugins. That will allow you to connect to the to the database that backs the system, and collect emails that way. Some of them uh, maybe a lot more elaborate than that. I, I don't know the names offhand of any, but you know, the, the, some of them will allow you to set up autoresponders and things like that. And then there are also some other free programs out there that I'm not really familiar with or used. That um, will allow you to set up, you know, collect emails and do autoresponders and maybe they run ads on the page or things like that. So look into to, to different ones and, and I'm sure you'll find something that, that you like. Okay, and so the final part of this podcast and, and setting up the, the minimal product, creating that minimal product is going to be either setting up a, a landing page or a sales page. If you're on, um, I have a website called thinklandingpages.com. If you're on WordPress, I have an actual free plugin that you can download either from the WordPress repository or you can go to thinklandingpages.com and download that plugin. And it gives you um, a basic landing page, um, a squeeze page kind of deal that you can set up. And it only connects to feed burner though. But if you want to test it out, you want to see how it, how, how the how the plugin works. Then you can go download that plugin, and and mess around with it. And it can be set up as a as a landing page. So you have a URL, you have your, your site name, and um, a a slug, a URL slug, the words behind it. Like it actually defaults to landing desk page. So it'd be yoursite.com/landing. Hyphen page, and that would bring you to the actual page that it creates from the plugin. And you can change the headline, you can change the background color on that, you can put a background image, you can um, you can put some different bullet points or other content on the page above the uh, sign up form, and um, that page. I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, you can also take that page and make it into a coming soon page. There's a checkbox to enable that's coming soon. If you do that, then what it does is it blocks out all access to any other pages. Even if you have other, if you're developing some other pages on the site, you don't want people to see them. It'll just show the one page, no matter what URL they they come into your site. Um, it'll it'll show that one page where they come into the, to the front, of the home page. Or to other pages that you may have developed or are developing, it'll only show them that page as a coming soon. So it kind of, you know, it lets you to um, either, uh, you know, block the site while you're developing. If you are developing some other stuff in the background, you don't want people to see it at that point in time. If you um, want to be able to connect it to Aweber or Mailchimp. At this time, that's what the the, the the pro version has. I'm looking into doing some other ones, constant contact, and some different ones. Um, then, and I may even have a way. I don't know. Each one of these sites, ha- each one of these companies, has a different ways of doing it. So you have to you have to put into the code, you know, the actual um, the mechanisms that they want to be able to transfer it over. So anyway, AWeber Mailchimp right now is in the pro will be in, is in the pro version and you also get several different templates other than the default one that you get with the free version you can you have more control over the colors on the page um and some other different design features in the pro version so if you go to com, you, you can download the free one to try it out and then, and then buy the pro one if you want to connect it to some of these other services um Or if you just want to uh, get your own, just collect your own list of email addresses. That's also a feature that's that's in there where you can collect it in the database on your on in your WordPress database, and then if you're going to use a separate plugin like a WordPress plugin to uh, to manage the list. Um, Also on ThinkLandingPages.com. I have um, some. I have some free landing page templates. So if you don't, if you're not using WordPress, you're using some other, you, know, you just have your own HTML site or whatever. You can go in and grab some of the one of those pages and drop it in your site and just you know tweak it to to your needs. Kind of you know gives you something to start with. Um, so there's some free ones uh, on there for that. Also, um, I should have. I'm looking into putting a package of sales pages and landing pages that are that are basically static HTML that you can go in and, and customize the the um, the messages in there, the headlines. You can put testimonials later on, different things like that um, for sales pages. So you could take that and drop it onto any site. Um, you know, name it what you want, and then you know you'll have the URL, and then you can go out and advertise that. If you're going to be selling a product, that may be the route that you want to go. Well, you won't won't want to use the 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 the, the, um my landing page plugin right now. Although I am looking into, you may want to check it out because I'm I'm looking into putting sales pages on that Pro version. And later on, I'm actually going to have for the WordPress, I'm going to have a a full out um, sales page. Uh, multiple landing pages whatever you want to do with the pro version it'll be a pro advanced version right now you can actually create one page whether it be a coming soon page um, a landing page or if we do put the sales page I think I'm going to yeah that will be in the sales page template will be in there you can only produce one of them with the the, the, the pro version right now it's actually be the pro light version and we're, we're producing the pro advanced version soon so think landing You can get some free templates for landing pages. You have a package of sales pages and landing pages that you can that you can buy really inexpensive. Um, And then we have the plugin for WordPress that you can get the free version or um, get the Pro Pro Light version right now. Or you can just search the web for free landing pages, free um, uh, sales pages. And you can find some other different stuff that's out there that that's that's actually free, or you can search for some low cost stuff. And again, the point here is to get something up really quick, as cheap as possible. So don't go out and spend a lot of money or spend a lot of time, and it's probably less time than you've spent listening to me talk about it. Um, so get out there, get you up something quick. Get get you an ebook, get a um, you know an audio get a, um, a video together and get it up on some sites some places I'll talk I'm going to talk soon about identifying some places um, for your you know looking at you know broadly where can you look to identify places for your niche and the different strategies you can use to get your content your your, your, your solution in front of the, 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 the intended audience. And, you know, I think that I've actually found that a lot of the places where I go, where I read or podcast or even training material that I found, that there seems to be lack, a lot of lack of information on, you know, where do I put the stuff? How do I get it there? You know, there's all this, you know, traffic building ideas, a lot of search engine optimization stuff. We're not looking for any of that right now. We're not we're not trying to build massive amounts of traffic or, you know, um, um, do search engine optimization or any of that kind of stuff. We want to get it, this stuff, right in front of people, uh, in front of your audience, fast, and, and get results. So we can, we can, we can move forward, pivot, do what we need to do. So I hope that this has been, been good for you. It's been good for me. Again, I'm Jeff. PassiveIncomeTeacher.com. Come check out the blog. Go check out ThinkLandingPages.com. And until next time. Get out there and get it done and have fun. See you later.